Welcome to the New England Baseball Journal podcast presented by Firecracker Sports. I'm your host, Dan Guttenplan. Today's guest is the coach of the NEB national team, Jeff Sullivan. Jeff recently returned from the 18U Perfect Game New England World Series on Long Island, where the NEB national team took home the championship. I'm excited to hear Jeff talk about the Northeast baseball tradition of producing MLB draft picks, his thoughts on the 2022 class of New England prospects, and how he recruits players with what many consider to be the top travel team in the country. Before we welcome Jeff to the pod, here's a look at some of the ways you can engage with us at New England Baseball Journal. As we move into the winter months, we're beginning to take a look at the next three recruiting classes by ranking the top prospects, the top uncommitted players, and the top incoming recruiting classes for New England's Division I programs. Visit BaseballJournal.com to check out those pieces. We're also starting to work on a year-end feature by selecting Player of the Year recipients at the high school, prep, D1, D2, and D3 levels, as well as a Player of the Year selection for each of the summer collegiate leagues. Visit BaseballJournal.com to find any of those stories and sign up for our free email newsletter, which goes out twice a week and highlights the latest content on BaseballJournal.com. We also recently published the fall edition of New England Baseball Journal. The print publication includes prep previews as well as college features at the D1, D2, and D3 levels. The winter edition is up next, and if you want to receive that publication at your home or office, click on the subscribe tab on BaseballJournal.com. That publication will go to press after the first of the year. Thanks again for listening to the New England Baseball Journal podcast. Here's our interview with Jeff Sullivan, who will join us in studio. Hey, Jeff, thanks for coming on the pod. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, we spoke a couple of weeks ago after the championship performance for NEB National in Long Island, uh, and that capped a pretty busy summer of coaching tournaments uh, all over the country. What has uh, your 2021 been like? So it's been awesome, awesome. We had a really good year, um, made the playoffs in Jupiter, uh, won a perfect game tournament in Florida, made the championship of uh, 18U Perfect Game World Series, all the best teams from across the country, and then, yeah, ended it with uh, Perfect Game Championship in, in Long Island, New England World Series. So it's been fun. It's been, been a good summer. Yeah, it's been interesting following from afar. I know um, the WWBA uh, champ, World Championship, um, you guys did really well, advanced to out of pool play. Yep. Uh, what, what would you say have been the highlights for NEB National in 2021? So that was probably it. Um, I mean, making playoffs in Jupiter is, is hard. Every team is just as talented. We had 20, you know, 20 D1 commits, but we had to you know, make it out of pool play, and we had to face um, MLB Breakthrough Series with Tamar Johnson, you know, number one player in the country, Adonis Guzman, a PGL American, Cam Collier, top 10 player in the country. So facing that team was was tough. So we ended up with a tie. Um, but, yeah, that tournament is, is hard. So that was probably the highlight. And then uh, made the playoffs of every single tournament we played in this year in perfect game, which is, is hard to do. Yeah, absolutely. And now when you talk about, um, you know, putting these teams together that are going to compete on those big stages, obviously you need to find talent. It's not all guys from New England. It's not even all guys from the Northeast. You have guys from all over the country coming in. Predominantly guys from the Northeast, but, right. you know, some other guys, too. You're the uh, recru- recruiting coordinator for NEB National, um, or you do a lot of the recruiting anyway. Right. How do you uh, how do you go about that process of finding guys from all over the country? So we have a, a base, you know, a core group of NEB guys, like starting off a team with, like, Nico Brini. You know, UConn commit is just, like, center fielder locked down and, you know, Irizarry going to Maryland. So we take our core group of players that we think 
you know, maybe can can benefit from playing in a tournament like Jupiter, take our top 10 to 12 guys, and then, you know, fill it in with kids from around the country who maybe don't have a team mm-hmm. in that tournament. And so our our players can get extra looks maybe that they wouldn't have, you know, if we didn't. So, yeah, building a roster it used to be tough to get kids to play for, you know, Northeast baseball from Florida. Right. And we've had so much success that, you know, it's, it's kind of been, been good, you know. How do you even know about them, though? I mean, like, how, do you, how would you even find out that a, some great player from Florida doesn't have a team? So, I, you know, I live on, on Twitter and, you know, PG sites and PBR and all that stuff, and I see who's going tournament, who's not, who plays for a smaller team that, you know, might not be going to the event. So we can fill it in from there after we get our, you know, core of NEB guys. Yeah, yeah, and I want to ask you about some of those core guys. But first, uh, I do want to uh, talk about the, the effect of the pandemic and how much that impacted things this summer. I know 2020 – you know, it kind of wiped out some things and really changed the way that uh, guys were able to perform and practice. Uh, how did 2021 compare? Was COVID still kind of in the backdrop of everything? Not really, actually. So PG was kind of, I mean, we played right through. Um, obviously, they have their you know protocols and whatever, but we played right through. So it really didn't have a, a, a huge impact this year. That's great. Yeah, no, I'd say I was got to a few events this year and it seemed like it was much less in the in the background than yeah. it was in the previous year. Yeah. Now, you talked about um, some of the core players already. Nico Brini, who is a BC high guy. Um, and this summer, he, yeah, he just kind of settled into the leadoff center field role. Uh, well, how do you think he will develop, you know, at, over the next year before he goes to UConn? He's just, he's always been the fast, you know, freak athlete, center fielder, leadoff kid. That's what he's been for, you know, four years with us, however long he's been with us, you know, four or five years. But he's gotten so much stronger now where he's so physical that he can finally, you know, drive balls in the gap. And, you know, I think he's going to have a chance to, to lead off there when he gets there. And he's such a, you lock him in a leadoff spot, you lock him in the center field, and it's, it's easy from there to kind of fill a team after that when you have, you know, a gold glove type center fielder, you know, setting yeah. the table for you. And you said he was uh, just an on-base machine at the, at the lo- tournament in Long Island where, you know, I think he, you said he got hit like five six, or six. Six <laughs> times, six hit by pitches, a couple walks, a couple hits. So he just, our two, three, fours really got our two hole on the MVP you know, three-hole Jordan Gorham, you know. So we were really good. But when he's on base, it's pretty much an automatic run when he's a leadoff guy on. Because yeah. he'll steal first and kind of move guys over. But when he's on first, lead it off, it's pretty much automatic that he's going to score. Yeah, I think he'll have a uh, big impact at UConn. Yep. Uh, you mentioned Jordan Gorham. Um, he's he's kind of a he's a brain tree high uh, pitcher slash, you know, he's a good hitter too. Like you said, he's hitting in the middle of the order. Yep. What does he bring to the table? So uh, He's a special arm talent. You know, he throws really hard. Um, spin maybe a little coming, you know, on the mound. I think he's going to end up a hitter, I think. It's just special power and a feel in the box. I think, you know, he's a legit two-way. You know, you can't teach that arm talent. But I think the bat is going to maybe win out long-term because he can, he can really hit and a really good approach up there. Yeah, and you mentioned Alex Irizarry, um, who's just a productive, you know, a productive player. I saw him this summer. Uh, at the Summer Rivalry Classic, and he's just a good-looking player. Just on-base machine, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, he's always in good counts. Kind of a little bit rough to start the summer. We had kind of we put him in the two-hole behind Nico, struggled a little bit, put him down the order, then he ended up finding his way back up in the two- and three-hole, which he always does because he's just, you know, two for three with a walk. You know, he's just on-base machine, you know, right after Nico. Those two are, are special at the top. Yeah, and then there are guys that didn't end up playing – as much, uh, you know, a lot of pitchers kind of shut it down here in October. Yep. Guys like A.J. Colarusso, who are big contributors for NEB. Um, is that difficult to kind of juggle that when guys, you know, have to shut down, they get to their pitch count for the year, their inning, innings count for the year? 
it's hard. I think after Jupiter, most kids that are, you know, committed and stuff, they, they should be shutting it down most of the time. I mean, AJ has been with us since he was like 12. I coached him in 13. I coached a 13 U's for the last six years too. I coached him in 13. We actually hit in a three hole for us and was our ace back then. And he's, he's been awesome throughout the whole time. But yeah, he was, he was just done as long summer as our ace of, of the Rays. So yeah, it was time for him to shut down, but obviously not having him in a rotation is tough. Cause if you don't have him in, in Dakota stone, then you're kind of, you know, a little bit behind. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going, uh, he's from Groton school, AJ Keller. So he's going to go to BC. Yep. Um, Belmont Hills, Jack Winnet, he did, he had a huge tournament. I think it was, uh, the world championship, mm-hmm. WWBA world championship. What kind of player is he? He's just, he's gotten so much, but so 15, U. he's been hurt for like two years. Like he didn't, he played, but he's been hurt for a couple of years. He was, he's got his body in, in really, really good shape now where he just, he hits, he locks down third base. And I think he's going to end up in the middle of the order of that lineup. We've like, we've had Lanzilli, you know, come from our program there. And he's that type of hitter with, uh, he can play third base. So he's going to stick there long-term and big, strong kid. Yeah. He's going to hit. So yeah. Chris Lanzilli, one of the, uh, NAB alums that is now playing, he's going to university of Arkansas, yep, Arkansas. this year, uh, but he had a great four year career at wake forest. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, just another one in the NEB tradition. Uh, Kyle Wolf is a guy who's had some injuries throughout his uh, career, but he's productive when he's healthy. Yeah, so he's the same thing. He can just flat-out hit. So we were playing that breakthrough series with Tamar and Collier. There's probably, and we had Stone on the mound, just up to 95 from the left side. There's probably 200, 300 scouts behind the dish, and Wolf left the yard on a pitch. Like He has special power, special hit tool, can play first base, and you know he can pitch too. He, he didn't pitch for us all year, but I think he won – ISL player of the year as a freshman, he did, which yeah. is hard to do, but yeah, he's special bat, super I mean, awesome kid, super quiet, you know, does his work and yeah, he's going to, he's going to be special. Yeah. Ben Broody is another one. He's a Rhode Island guy, South Kingstown Broody. high school. Um, he was, uh, I saw him, so he was at the UConn tryout for the East coast pro showcase, but yeah. he wasn't, he wasn't able to throw back then. I think he was dealing with some type of arm issue. Right. Uh, what was his summer like? Up and down for Broody. His stuff is probably the best on the staff. Like his fastball runs, it's it's like a foot. Like it's every single hitter on our team is like the last kid I want to face is Broody because number one, it it runs that much, and number two, like he could he could put it inside up at your chin on accident, and the next you know three pitches are dotted on the corner. Like he's effectively wild sometimes, but special arm talent and like he can spin it. Like he's going to be really good down the line. Wow. Uh, UConn has another good prospect coming up through NEB, uh, Ryan Giuliano, who, um, I think he played in, was he in the Long Island tournament or was he, he more in the he world was, championships? He was in WWBA and he okay. played all summer for us. He was yeah. the best player in the Jays last year with coach Abe's. He's been good for a couple of years in a row. I think he hit three hole for them. And this year he came for the Rays and, you know, he's our Swiss army. knife. he can play short, he can play right. He can, we put him everywhere. I think he played seven positions all summer. Like if we need a guy in that spot, he can play it. Yeah. And obviously the bat's really good, too. He's got not the most power, but close to the most power on the team, too. So, yeah, he can do everything. And it's nice to have guys like that who are willing to go anywhere uh, because in these big showcase events, like you said, you know, two or 300 scouts in attendance, they want to play where they're comfortable. But, you know, it's nice to have a guy who's willing to move around. So the whole thing is everyone's a shortstop or a center fielder, right? Everyone, no matter where, you know, I hit three hole in high school and I play short. Yes, like so did I. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone has to play somewhere else, and he's the guy that can do everything for you, which is huge, you know? Yeah, that's great. Uh, two guys who aren't technically um, New England players, but, you know, obviously have New England roots. 
Um, the sons of Manny Ramirez and David Ortiz are both uh, NAB players. Yep. How did that come about that yeah, they ended up you know, on the, on the travel team? And what, what are they like as players? So two of the nicest kids you'll ever meet in your life. Um, Manny, through uh, Coach Stephen Barnes, who coaches with us during the Florida tournaments when I, you know, I can't make it or something, Manny got hooked up through him in Florida. He's played with us you know, throughout the summer and through Jupiter. You know, our left fielder as a diehard Sox fan, it's pretty cool having Ortiz and Manny in the lineup, but both awesome kids. And he's gotten so much better throughout the year too. And then Ortiz can just hit like same thing. He's going to, he played great third base too. And he's going to, he's going to hit both great kids that are still uncommitted somehow, but we'll both, you know, be at a good school soon probably. Yeah. I was going to ask you, Manny Ramirez, he had a big hit in the WWBA championship tournament and, uh, or the world championships. And he was, um, yeah, he was uncommitted then. I wonder why he's gone so long without you know, yeah, getting a commitment. It's tough as a righty-righty corner outfielder. You know, that's kind of the hardest profile in travel ball to commit. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a million of them. But he came up down, or Ortiz came up down 5-3 in the last thing. We have to win to get in in playoffs. He came up 5-3, two outs. Ortiz gets a two-run hit. Irizarry walks, and then Manny first and second, two outs. A laser to right field falls, so Ortiz gets the tying hit, Ramirez gets the winning hit. It was awesome. There you go. That's yeah. awesome. It's like the 2004 Red Sox. Exactly, exactly. Um, what about, yeah, I asked about uh, Manny being uncommitted. Who are some of the other top uncommitted prospects, either in the class of 2022 or 2023? Um, Ortiz, Ramirez, um, we've got a bunch, to be honest. There's some There's some really good players on the Jays. Um, I have to go back and look, but this, our, our Jays team this year, I think, Chris Walsh is committed now. Grindle is committed to Pitt and Conti. But besides that, there's still a good group coming through that are still uncommitted, obviously, with everything going on. People are probably going to end up committing later mm-hmm. just with their 16, 17. They're still like everyone getting an extra year. There's 23-year-old men playing college baseball. So we have a good group of uncommitted coming through. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to ask about – so today um, is National NLI Signing Day. And, uh, like, it just seems that guys are – committing earlier right. and, you know th- there's right. the calendar to me it doesn't really matter that much T- today's the day you sit in front of a podium and you know you get the yeah. pictures and everything is the nli si- nli signing day really important in baseball or does it not matter i think it does i think it does yeah absolutely um obviously it's like you said getting earlier and earlier to commit and the kids that commit in 25s and stuff it's 2025 is committing is kind of crazy but it's just the world you know where we're at right now which is I think it's going to end up changing down the line. I really do with, I don't know, the percentages but of it, but it's probably like half the kids that commit so early that you know don't make it through their freshman year at that school. So hopefully it changes down the line, but that's just the world we're in right now with yeah, recruiting. I was, was going to say, like, you know, how how hard is that commitment? If you're, t- if, if you're a 2025, like, you can change that. There's nothing, there's real you no. You can, you can, but it's not like football where other schools, that's a good thing about baseball, I guess, where, it doesn't really happen where if, if you're committed, no, no schools are really going to come in and try to try to steal you. Yeah. You know what I mean, it happens, but it's not like football where they're committed and there's still people calling, you know, every day, you know, right, to try yeah. to change that commitment. It's not like Nick Saban exactly. sweeping in. You and could walk to... in and he'll change. It's not really like that. It happens, but it's not quite as much or really at all, you know, in baseball, which is, I think is a good thing. The New England Baseball Journal podcast will be back after these words. Firecracker Sports serves all first-time and experienced coaches that are looking for quality showcase tournaments to promote their players and teams. We offer the most independently operated baseball and softball events in the Northeast region with qualified staff and college coaches to help you and your players get maximum promotion. 
Besides events, you can get all your baseball and softball needs with our player profiles, hotels, and even facility sales now. With Firecracker Sports, you can save time, effort, and money by getting all of your events, college resources, and customer attention in one place every season. Looking to keep up with all the latest news and information on New England baseball? New England Baseball Journal and BaseballJournal.com are the premier resources for information and inspiration on the New England baseball scene. Have every issue of New England Baseball Journal, the magazine, delivered to your home or office. And don't forget to stay in the game every day with a digital subscription to BaseballJournal.com to receive baseball coverage on clubs, college commits, prep and high school, Division One, Two, and Three colleges, showcases, rankings, and much more. Get in the game and behind the scenes now by going to BaseballJournal.com. Just click on the subscribe button and start the subscription that is right for you today. New England Baseball Journal is a Siemens Media publication. Siemens Media. Inspiring. Informative. Insightful. So I was reading about um, NEB National just becoming this uh, powerhouse uh, team across the nation, and so mm-hmm. many guys have been drafted over the last you know five years or so. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask about. So I was reading that you were just obsessed with the MLB draft, like in you know back in yeah, yeah exactly early like two thousand. Yep. Your, what, what is your baseball background? Did, did you grow up? Did you play in college? Like, so I played at, at Belchertown High School. Okay. Um, Played there for, you know, four years. Went to a community college, Holyoke Community in Western Mass. Played in fall ball. Actually ended up playing college basketball for that team. But, yeah, like I, like you said, like, it's been my life forever. Like, high school prospects, all that stuff. I remember, like, being in high school, like, obsessed with the draft and all that. I started my own blog, you know, probably 2003, 2004. And, you know, just my dad and I used to go to PGL American Game. We drove to Aberdeen, Maryland, like, Justin Upton days, 2005, flew to California to see Harper and, and all those guys. And then I've been doing that for like five years. And then someone was like, like, why are you here? Like, what do you, what is your goal? And he hired me to his scouting company. And then I got hooked up with Chandler baseball, which you know, Chandler bats, they make, you know, Harper swings and all these guys. And I ran that travel team for three years. We had eight guys in the lineup, you know, sign, go on to pro ball. So I started that and then that kind of died down. They stopped travel baseball and then that was 2000. 15 and that's when i hopped on with scott you know oh, okay. from massachusetts they were based out of philly and then scott was like coming for a meeting and obviously scott's been fantastic he's the best in new england's not even close so yeah. he was, he's been awesome yeah we've had him on the pod um he, yeah it's just an interesting so is it would you say uh it suits you because because you're so into the draft and you're so into scouting and prospects um you know is it less development than you see at the high school level or something like that, or even the college level and just more, you know, identifying the guys and get them motivated. So the good thing about our program is everyone is, has a different role. Like I run the national team. I coach, I, I'm really, the things that I like, I love to do is building a roster, creating an environment that these kids are going to go play, but like swing breakdown and pitching, like that's not what I'm good at. So I'm not going to even try to do it. Like we have Scott, we have Kruger, we have Abe's like those and Wilsey. If someone, like if they, are struggling with their swing, like they can go see those guys and fix it or pitching like John DeRuin and, you know, Stephen Barnes, if they, they'll see something that I won't see, you know what I mean? So the good thing about our program is everyone has a little different thing that they can do and bring to the table. And yeah, like I said, my, my 
thing I do is, you know, recruiting, putting them in the right spots in the field. And from then, you know, it's on them. But that's the good thing about, you know, NEB is every single guy in our program has a different role and can really help. Yeah, it's great that you can get that specific with your skill set and exactly. just really hone in on what you do best. Yeah. You see different coaches that are like, they try to do everything. I think the best programs or everyone has a different, like even like Greg Robbins, our strength, our strength guy in our house, like every single person has a different role and it, it helps a ton. You know what I mean? That's huge. Yeah. And so in 2018, um, 28 Northeast baseball alumni were drafted, including Nolan Gorman, who got drafted in the first round. Was that when it was it a point in the in the history of the team where you started to say, all right, now now we're really kind of blowing up? Yeah. So he played with us once. He played with us at PG World Series, and you know the Fedco brothers, and you know that you know those kids from UConn were on that team. That team was awesome. I actually, the one tournament I didn't make because my wife was pregnant with my first kid. She was due about a week later, so I didn't go. Coach Abe's coached that. And he came out for that tournament. But yeah, that track record. Like we had Brett Beatty, went twelfth overall, who played for us, ended up playing for us in a fall tournament, playing for us on the Rays, you know, came to Jupiter. So, yeah, once that – it's been, you know, pretty good developing through that. We've had some really good players. Yeah, yeah. I was looking – I think somewhere I saw you have like 108 guys or maybe more than that. Yeah, that gone, yeah gone I think pro. it was Is that it? about – yeah, a little over 100 guys that have played for us, you know, some for you know, three, four years, some that just come to a tournament if they don't have a team. But, you know, we stay in contact with all those guys. The best part about playing with NEB, if you play with us once, there's still kids I talk to play for us you know five years ago you know that played for us once so that's special great. yeah yeah and you mentioned brett Beatty. he was number 12 overall 2019 uh 2020 was um jared schuster and ian seymour um what how or have you been surprised with the way that those two have developed not really they, they were awesome back then yeah. and they're they're two special lefties and you know seymour comes back all the time works out and schuster's was fantastic they were two special arms back then obviously they weren't I mean, Schuster was kind of highly recruited, but, you know, Seymour goes to Virginia Tech and develops a role and put on a ton of velo. But, you know, those two kids and, like, Cusick, it's we've had some special arms come through. Yeah, Cusick just got drafted 2021 yeah. by – he's with the Braves, isn't he? Yeah, Schuster, Schuster and Cusick. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. They both went to Wake and then go, both go to the Braves. Yeah, the world champion Braves. Exactly. Um, now, in terms of, uh, like, recruiting players, uh, do you – is it competitive where, you know, you're trying to convince them to go some – to come with you versus other organizations? Or is it like you're saying where a lot of these guys don't have anywhere to go? So, in t- talking travel ball? Yeah. So, not not really. Like, I won't go and recruit, hey, you play for this team in, in New England and it's come play for us. Right. That doesn't, doesn't happen. It's – national is more the big events. You know, some of these teams don't go. Do you want to come with us? Yeah. In New England, it's more of you – know, most of the kids stay with their program throughout, and they they most they should most of the time. You know, a lot of kids come to our tryouts, and we'll take them from there. But no, there's not really recruiting between programs. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone wants if you're with that program, you just say you know see it through. You know, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Now, uh, in terms of, I was reading that the number one goal for NEB baseball, like while you you do have you know a hundred plus guys who have gone pro. The, the main goal is to keep these guys playing beyond high school and prep, right. and a lot of times that means college. Right. How do you help with that process? Are you in contact with college coaches? Or? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's the whole goal of the program, like you said. So pro ball is for the extra special kids. Chances are you're probably not going to play pro ball. Right. Like like Scott said, and I think is awesome is the whole goal of this is you know this travel thing is to get you to a school that you probably wouldn't have been able to get to without baseball. That's where we can help out, and you know Scott and Abe's and Kruger with recruiting and. You know, me and, and Barnes down down south, too. We have, we all have different schools that we're in contact with. So if you play for us and you Scott is locked down, it's pretty much the best program in New England 
with recruiting wise, if you play for us, you're most likely going to play in college. So yeah, he's, he's done a, a good job of that. And what are some of the schools that you have kind of inroads to or developed inroads with over the years? So the big Northeast schools, you know, are, are elite players. Usually, I mean, I've had some kids go to Vandy, like, you know, Kobe Taylor, Hunter Owen went to Vandy, Wake Forest with Lanzilli, Q6 Schuster, you know, Matt Conti, our 2024. And then obviously BC, Northeastern, you know, UConn, where our, and then obviously UMass too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Those are all good programs. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of uh, getting offers, like how does that process work? Do you usually hear about it after the fact or coaches, you know, saying to you, hey, I'm, I have an offer to give one of your guys. Can you give me a recommendation? Most of the time before, you know, it's usually through the travel coach, sometimes not. Um, but usually through the travel coaches, you know, how it will go if you can try to set something up or, you know, something like that. But Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of the developmental piece, um, you know, because when you're taking these guys to these big-time tournaments and, um, you know, it's a lot of games, it's a lot of uh, reps, yeah. you know, game reps. Yeah. Well, how do you make sure that if you see something that, you, you know, a guy needs to work on or developmentally, how do you make sure they're improving rather than just going out and making the same mistakes? So during the tournament, it's not much because there's not much. You don't want to be seeing something wrong in a swing on game three of a tournament where you're trying to work on it to fix it for game four. Right. It's more of, hey, this is what happened this tournament. Let's try to get you in the cage with someone and let's fix it for the next tournament. You know, if you're tweaking something during tournaments, you usually create, you know, more problems. Yeah. So that's, yeah, tournament by tournament is usually, you know, how it will go changes-wise. Yeah. And then when you're going away on these long, um, not super long, but, you know, if you're away for a week with guys and, you know, a lot of them are dialed into some type of strength training program or throwing program, yeah. how do you make sure they're getting that in, you know, when you're traveling so much? You really can't. You just kind of got to trust them. You know what I mean? Like every every single kid has their own personal hitting coach, personal pitching coach, and if they're not working, then you'll you'll be able to tell when they show up that they they weren't working. Yeah. You know, you can't really monitor it. You can you can try to, but you know, they're 16, 17 years old. They're going to have to get it in their own time. You know. Yeah. And you mentioned you know obviously big tournaments, Fort Myers, Jupiter. What is the um, what is kind of the atmosphere in terms of like, do you, does the team all travel together? Do you all stay together in the same hotel? Are you working out together? Like what's the atmosphere like for players? So for the Rays and the Jays, you know, the Pirates are 15, 16, 17, you, they all travel together. We fly out of Logan together. Mm-hmm. You know, we get two 15 passenger vans down in Georgia, wherever we're going, we go practice in the morning, go play in the afternoon, however it goes for national tournaments like Jupiter. Everyone, you know, we think we had kids from 15 States. We had four kids from Canada. So we kind of meet the night before, you know, hit, give out jerseys, everything like that. So it's kind of a different environment with all kids from New England. And the national scene is we all get together before the tournament. And this year, most kids have played for us before, so we're always kind of the same page. But sometimes it's a bunch of new kids uh, that are meeting, you know, the day before. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for the summer, yeah, we travel as a team, stay as a team, eat as a team, all like that. Yeah. And what would be the the process for, say, there's somebody listening who says, you know, hey, NEB baseball sounds great, I want to join. Like, how do you get evaluated? How do you know which team – you get assigned to what, how does that all work? Yeah. So you can, um, on the website, any, any B or any dash baseball.com, there's something to send an email to Scott or Abe's. And then obviously on Twitter, you can reach, you know, me or anybody, but we have tryouts, free tryouts for everyone from all age groups. So we start at 13 U or 12 U and then go all the way up to 18 U. So we have, and then we have one-on-one tryouts too. So this is pretty easy. If you reach out to us, we'll give you an opportunity and tell you straight up. So we, we have two teams of 17, but besides that, it's, it's one team pretty much throughout. If hundreds of kids try out, you know, some programs will take five teams at, a, at an age group, and we're just not going to do that. So, yeah, we'll come in 
one-on-one big group tryout. So anyway, yeah, that, that works. Uh, now you, I, I was definitely interested, uh, when I saw that you're obsessed with the draft or at least you were, you know, still early, still yeah, still still I'll, I'll, I'll take the night and I'll be myself watching the TV or watching the draft. And yeah, I love it. That's great. Yeah, no. So I wanted to ask 2021 obviously was huge for new England prospects. Yeah. Um, you know, we had two or three, I think three guys in the first round, mm-hmm. you know, like 15 in the first 10 rounds. It yeah. was very, how does, how does 2022 from your perspective stack up with 2021 in terms of new England talent? It's high school levels. pretty good. I think Crawford is, is down for the year right now. Yeah. At UConn, that is, that's tough. He was obviously the, the special one, but I think the high school talent, I don't know if we have that, that superstar. I'm trying to think, I don't think we have that superstar talent in high school, mm-hmm. but overall pretty solid with a lot of like, even when a has been getting, getting blown up since, since Jupiter too. Like he's, you know, getting some buzz. So yeah, he's a really good player. He is. Uh, and it's weird. Cause those high school guys, cause sometimes they come on a little bit later, like Frank Mazzucato, who ended up going, I don't know where seventh, he was. Yeah, seventh seventh overall, overall last year. He was nowhere on anybody's radar, you know, kind of heading into the spring. And then all of a sudden, against us. Yeah. Yeah. Pitched against us down in uh, at Lake point for, oh, okay. for the Canes national team. And he was, it's not overpowering. Obviously his fastball was whatever upper eighties, low nineties, which is hard, but seventh overall, but he could, he can just pitch. Yeah, like some kids are just different. They can spot up three, four pitches, and he could do that. Yeah. So obviously took under slot, but he was awesome. Yeah, yeah, he, he was, was awesome. Good. Have you seen any uh, other guys like that from New England who just kind of took off in you know the six to twelve months before the draft, where no one really? I mean, Frank Mazzucato wasn't even playing in the area code team or you know East Coast Pro Showcase, and all of a sudden he took off. No. So the one I could think of, I mean, Tabor for us was. He played with us, he was 12 you. I remember him as a, a two-way trying to play shortstop and stuff too. But Matt Tabor, so it was the benefit of NEB National too. He went down, we had, I think we had 10 guys, but he went down to Jupiter. And he's a 6'1 righty that was 87, 89, which is hard, but not that top level. He went down and faced Canes National with Jordan Adele. Went, you know, five innings, one run, carved him up, ended up getting a million dollars. So he was one of those kids, those late pop-up guys. He played for Patrick too at Milton, yeah. which was awesome. But he's he was that guy. Got a million dollars in New England at you know six feet six one, you know yeah. whatever he was. So that's that he was one I could think of. He was awesome. Yeah, I went to go see him his senior year at Milton, and I think he had like a no hitter going. He pitched like yeah. uh, you know four and two thirds, and then Petherick uh, pulled him because he had reached reached his pitch. Petherick's the best. He really is. Yeah, that guy no, is, like, that guy is awesome. Yeah, I've had him on the podcast, but yeah, yeah no, he's doing what's best for the player. You don't want to. You, you have know, to. You yeah, know, you'd have a kid that talented, especially from here where they're not throwing year-round, it's like you just got to get them out. Yeah, absolutely. Is. Yeah, so yeah. that was a smart move. And yeah. like you said, it, tra- it translated to a million dollars, you know, a couple of months later. Yeah. Um, so NEB National, what's next? Um, you're, I, I, we spoke a couple of weeks ago. You said 2022, you'll kick it off with MLK tournament. Yep, PGMLK. We've done it six years in a row. We made the championship the last five years. You know, last year we had Jaden Rudd, Carter Jensen, TJ White in the lineup, who all signed out of high school. Um, we've had bunch of pro guys jacob pearson signed for a million after he played with us in that tournament so it's one of my favorite events of the year because it's freezing up here and mm-hmm. we can go down south and play baseball so it's one of our best rosters of the year we'll bring five teams um national um we'll bring three upper class teams and then two underclass we go down have a good time play some baseball so looking forward to it that's great yeah so november december pretty quiet in terms of um competition at least guys are obviously yeah. training uh, what are some other, you know, th- uh, so do you reset the roster in terms of like, Hey, it's between 2020, 2021 and 2022, 
we got to kind of restock here, or will it be most of the same guys from the fall? It's it's restock for you know the eighteen U like MLK and Memorial Day, and then next summer like we'll have those twenty twenty twos back, you know, playing throughout the summer. But we'll have to fill in probably half the roster, okay, you know, and get it going from there. But yeah, it's about half. And you're yeah. you're kind of keeping your eyes peeled right now on Twitter yeah. and things yeah, like that's, that. For that's guys. the best part of this whole thing. Yeah, you know, it really is building a roster. That's great. Well, uh, Jeff, it's been a pleasure having you on. Thanks so much for kind of going through all those prospects and talking to us about, um, you know, specific players from the program. Uh, Good luck with your uh, November, December as we're waiting here to get kickoff baseball again. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks to NEB National Coach Jeff Sullivan for coming on the pod. He's so dialed into the high school and prep scene, and it was great to hear the pride in his voice as he talks about all of the Northeast baseball alumni who have moved on to play college and professional baseball. Before we close out the pod, a few programming notes. Rate, review, subscribe to the New England Baseball Journal podcast on your preferred platform. Be sure to subscribe so you can get an alert every time a pod goes live. To keep up with all things New England baseball, visit BaseballJournal.com. We update the site daily with new stories. Click the subscribe tab to get the fall edition mailed to your home or office. Follow us on Twitter at NE underscore baseball. We also want to hear from you. If you have recommendations for guests or questions that you'd like me to ask, send a DM on Twitter or email dguttonplan at baseballjournal.com. Thanks again for listening. The New England Baseball Journal podcast is a Siemens Media podcast.